Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bree. And today we have our friend Alicia with us today. How are you, Alicia? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Always doing well over here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Very last minute, too. I know. I'll be your pitch hitter. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here to chat Unconventional May. Okay, tell us, what made you pick Unconventional? So I, I saw on Twitter, author Lucy Morris, historical author, posted a cover reveal for one of what was one of her latest which is a nun for the viking warrior and it's exactly what it looks like it's a lady in her habit it's like got a viking like you know arm over her shoulder protectively and everything and it's it just caught my eye and my imagination i'm like what the heck we're serious <laughs> we're seriously having a nun as the heroine <laughs> in our book here and with a viking yeah. Right. Okay. So it started there. Yeah, and and so I I, ob- I obviously bought it right away, and it's so it's the second in a series. So the the first one is like um, I don't know the Viking Warriors Princess or something like that. But I uh, I just went and jumped into this one. But I was talking to you guys about wanting to read it, and uh, you and Sarah, and and we were trying to i guess trying to brainstorm ideas for books club and so we came up with very with unconventional characters as a nun is a rather unconventional character for a romance novel do you two think like when you think about your reading over the course of 2022 so far 2021 do you feel like you see a lot of unconventional stuff coming out or no because i'll be honest i really had a hard time with this I Which had a very made it time. fun. Yeah. yeah. Like it was fun, but it was like, dang, this is hard. Because it was like, I could think of unconventional stories, but they weren't with like, they weren't technically categories. The ones that were, I was thinking of. Yeah. So I'm like, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. So I kind of stretched it a little bit, like unconventional titles and names and stuff like that. But yeah, I would like yeah. to see more unconventional. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, Aaron, yours was like just unconventional all the way around. You had like the most perfect pick. Yeah, it, you know, I, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Lucy Morris the credit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When you messaged me the the title of this episode, I was like, I have to think on that one. Like, I don't even know. Well, yeah, yeah. and we were talking a lot just uh, behind the scenes about what, you know, what is an unconventional character and asking each other, oh, I found this book. Is that an unconventional character? Yeah. Um, yeah. What was, uh, what was, what was it uh, a, a female FBI agent? Yeah, like yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember uh, um, what it was, but. Because at yeah, this point, I mean, I'm... you were like, if it's a small town romance and the hero's not law enforcement or a firefighter, I'll take it as unconventional. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, even that way in cozy true. mysteries, everybody's always with the cop or the detective. Yeah, yeah. It's always the cop. We need a small town romance where uh, the plumber is our hero, right? Yeah, <laughs> like the blue collar guy, the guy that the the uh, con the like the construction worker or something. Like, yeah, the, he can fix you would the house. Think, you'd think that you wouldn't have to like it wouldn't have to be such a stretch, but I mean, there is right. 
a type, I feel like. So yeah, it was actually, it was, I love challenges like this because it really made me realize like, oh my God, like this is actually really hard to find, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then my brain went... Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to just say real quickly, like even a sports romance that isn't a hockey romance, I would have taken as unconventional, you know? <laughs> a hockey romance where they actually know what the terms mean would be nice. Yeah. Which is yeah. very few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell us about, you go first. It was your pick. So tell us the nun romance. All right. I so wanna... <laughs> A Nun for the Viking Warrior by Lucy Morris. We have our female main character, Ame. She is a, so she has not taken her vow or whatever. She's just a, I think a novice is what they call it. I'm a nun in training. Yeah. Essentially a nun in training is the gist I got from it. I'm not from this culture, so it's, I have no idea about it. (laughs) So she hasn't, she hasn't taken her vow, you know, to, to actually be a full fledged nun. And so I guess that's how we, we get around a little of the impropriety here. Uh, but what, what happened is she is a noble woman and she had a pretty awful childhood. Her father was really bad to her and her mother. And so to her, marriage is nothing but an awful thing. And so she thought, you know, escaping to the convent would be the best thing for her. You know, she wouldn't be forced into a marriage to some awful person. Well, there's political tensions with, you know, the Viking raiders and, you know, the the French people and, and everything. And there's a, a very, a very fragile peace right now that's happening. And so there's... Um, marriages of political alliance happening and so Ame's friend who I think is the main female main character of the first book is the queen now and essentially sent one of her husband's best warriors you know to to go get her and it's like you, you know um, she's gonna be your wife you know it'll be very political politically advantageous for the peace and everything <laughs> so yeah so the book starts with a viking horde literally banging down the door of this content you love a good kidnapping Uh, (laughs) you love an older over the shoulder kidnapping which unfortunately didn't get to that but you know there was uh you know it was was more peaceful than that when it came to uh came to actually talking and and showing of the treaties and contracts and things like that and orders from the queen and (laughs) so they barge in and i mean like if if she's on this path how does he does he kidnap her does he persuade her like how does he get her out of that situation? Well, like, so he... it was essentially that she realized that it was, you know, her best friend ordered this, you know, the queen ordered this. The queen. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and one thing that was tempting is that she was essentially getting her childhood home back. So that her ancestral lands, her new husband was going to be the Lord of it. She was going to be the lady. And um, so, so she agrees to it for that because there's a lot of people still there that, you know, she wants to make sure are taken care of and everything. So in doing a, you know, a, a service to her, you know, her people, of her childhood land and everything she she agrees to this this marriage and you know there's a there's a naive there's a naivety is that i'm not sure i'm probably pronouncing that wrong to our our female main character that is actually pretty believable it's sometimes difficult but you know historical and with a nun too it was it was almost kind of sweet like the most she knew about about uh the marriage bed was an analogy of a lock and a key (laughs) oh wow okay yeah (laughs) yeah 
there was, you know, the the learning curve there that uh, that had to be addressed and everything. There was a bit of an element of a uh, of another woman, though I'm not going to say more than that. And so tensions there. You get the inexperienced woman, this arranged marriage, this clash of cultures, and you know this uh, this budding relationship and and everything. So it was so many elements of things I absolutely love. So are you gonna like? Did you read the first one or no? Are you gonna I go have back not. and read no, it? No, I w- okay. I will though. I'm definitely gonna go back and read to get okay. the whole whole story of this one. So hey. yeah, this was a lot of fun. So glad I read this one. So thank you, Lucy Morris. Shout out to you. Yeah, I love it when you're like, oh, this is good. I have to go back and read the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Alicia, what do you have? The Halloween, the Halloween husband. Oh, oh you Halloween got it. Book. You got it. Yeah, because like if you think about it, most and I don't mean this in a bad way because I do love a good Christmas romance, but like we need romances for different holidays. We do. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. Christmas and we have Thanksgiving and then romance wise that's it. Maybe yeah. a but, Valentine's Day book. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> like I'm all for like um I would like to I would like to see a book one day maybe that like focuses on different religions that aren't US centric or mm-hmm. North America centric. But this is uh I think three stories in one. Yeah, I agree. I, feel- I would love to see more Halloween. Yeah, I feel like when you when you think of like unconventional, you go to like the holiday ones because they're a little bit more kooky yeah. and zany. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. I don't know if I'm going to say the name right. <laughs> it's by Sarah Morgan, Dorcas's Apprentice. Uh, I think they say yeah. Duka- Dukakis's Apprentice yes. or something. Thank- yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could not say it at all. Was that in your <laughs> hall or did you buy it somewhere? I found it at um at the used bookstore. Okay. okay. Yeah. Randomly. I think that's like the first book that I bought recommended on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I wow. still haven't read it. It's hard to find. I, it. I went to like multiple. I was specifically looking for it because Sarah oh. was like, you have to read this. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then it took me like three months to find it. And I think I like squealed out loud when I found it. Aaron, you have to get it and we'll all three read it together. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out for it. Because I have not read a Sarah Morgan Presents yet. I I didn't know she wrote Presents, honestly. I know know her from her, like, is that considered, is what she writes now considered women's fiction or is it chick I'd consider it women's fiction. It's that, you know, weird line of romance and women's fiction, yeah. And then just strictly because of the cover, I know you guys have read this for the podcast, but I haven't read it yet. But it's the like vampire romance. The actual story. It's about like a nerd, and he looks like that. Yeah. Which one is that? It is. Is it dead drop sexy? dead gorgeous? Drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Who wrote that one? Uh, Kimberly Ray. Kimberly, Kimberly Ray. Yeah. I think we're I'm st- saying it right. We're still on the prowl to find where Kimberly Ray is. She just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I got so excited when I found it in the hall. I was like, Oh my god, I recognize this one. Yeah. I was. Uh-huh. I picked up the next because like there's was there three books in that first half? There's like three books, and then it turns into the Braddock Boys. And so I started reading the first one for Unconventional May, but I was like, this literally ends right when the Civil War is over and the hero is a Confederate soldier going back to Texas. Oh, like, no. no. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going that unconventional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a fan, What's your next one? Um, the Willful Lady. Oh, oh that's our yeah. Steve recommendation. Where, <laughs> where did, did you, you find, find it? it? Yeah, where did you find that? Um, Amazon. Okay, you got it off Amazon. It was used, but it was three dollars. I was like, I'm grabbing it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, it's like even though it's even though it's used, it, that's like perfect condition. It's like yeah. in perfect condition. There's a crack in the spine, mm-hmm. but other than that. And then I know this isn't technically a category, but Aaron knows this because I sent him a picture of this because it's hysterical. I found this. Oh my gosh. What's that- the title? Wild by Fabio. It's not by Fabio. It's written by a woman. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But like they get they get um like marooned on this island and he saves her from a tiger or something. It's like the wackiest a, thing. I'm a, like a tiger on an island. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like anything with Fabio, I'll grab because it's just hysterical. Oh my gosh! I mean, if we're gonna go big, we're gonna go real yeah. big. Right. <laughs> and then it was so funny because it says it's by Fabio. I'm like, there's no way. And then I look and the her name is Janelle Taylor. She ghost wrote this. Oh. She's she's written other books as well but i don't believe it's pinnacle books it's not it's not harlequin it's through pinnacle i wonder if it was the janelle taylor that wrote all of those native american romances oh yeah i did see i i feel like i saw once upon a time that there was like an entire fabio series of like... i just I, I just get so excited when i see like a fabio cover it's not even funny yeah. <laughs> like it's like I feel like I have we're a just romance collectors. We have to collect the ridiculous and unconventional. We, when like we my see mom's it. like, why? And I'm like, because it's hysterical. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's there's a I don't know. There's a charm to him. Like you know, when he at least from my perspective, you know, growing up and hearing about Fabio and everything, you went through this period <laughs> of like satire of he was just kind of this joke, but now it's kind of come back around and is just this form of nostalgia more than anything yeah yeah (laughs) i just like it because it's campy and it knew it was campy so it just went into it right right like you said like tiger on an island and he has to (laughs) save her like it makes no sense but it's but it's hysterical like it makes no sense and this came out i think 97 wow yeah 97 Okay, I can't believe a cover like that came out that from the nineties. The year I was born, I haven't found one yet. What year were you born? Ninety. Oh. Okay. I thought I haven't. Um, this willful lady came out in nineteen ninety one, March. Oh of gosh, a year later, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally the year and the month is a year behind. <laughs> Have you checked Goodreads? Like you know, there are folders for everything on Goodreads. <laughs> like I didn't even think to look there. Like, I've been I've been like scouring websites. Yeah, like books came that came out in the night or romance novels that came out in the nineties. I'd be interested to see. I'm gonna have to look now. I would love to do like a romance novel that was written in the nineties, like readathon. Yeah, that would be fun. Like that would be so much fun. Do you have any more? Um, I have one more. Uh it is Kathleen Judd. It's a silhouette Harle- Harlequin romance. Oh, okay. And it's, but it was one of those that does, it doesn't look like Harlequin. You don't see it until like four pages in that it's Harlequin. It doesn't. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it kind of teases you because it looks like it's a, one of those um, step backs and then it's not a step. It's just part of it. Oh, it's a trick. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys, do you guys care about step backs or no? Like, where do you land on the step backs conversation? Do you care? Do you not care? You know, I have kept and bought books simply for the step back but if i'm gonna buy something simply for the step back it's gotta be like a dollar or something you know know? (laughs) and it's gotta be a legit step back it's gotta be like a sexy pose step back it can't like i see now those ones that are just like pretty canvases or something like where you just see the castle i'm like that's not a step uh back yeah there's gotta be like a naked man laying on the field or something like there's got and then i don't like the fake step backs that are now in like um traditionally published uh traditionally published books where it's just like blurbs yeah i'm like maybe something i loved watching all the because i feel like 
maybe I think it was like when the pandemic first happened and everybody was doing these like mystery boxes off of eBay. And I was just as addicted as the next person like to sit there and just watch people unbox because they would be specific and they would tell people on eBay, I only want books with step backs. And so then they'd get these book calls in and I'm like, just watching like, oh, these are beautiful. But I was like, but me personally, I'm not going to spend my own money on these books that I'm not going to read just because they have beautiful step backs. Like, I'm just not going to do it. But it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. I don't remember the name the name of the book, but like everybody's trying to find the, the book cover where like his butt isn't covered up. Well, let me tell you guys about my unconventional pick, which Please I stumbled do. upon accidentally. Because like I said, I was I started out with the intentions of reading the Kimberly Ray. And then, so we're going to be having a, a kiss conversation. And I wanted to be somewhat prepared by having read at least one kiss romance before this chat happened. So I think I went on fiction database and I just pulled up kiss and I was looking at stuff that was like rated really well. I don't know how much you can trust the ratings on fiction database, but I stumbled (laughs) upon Amber Page's All's Fair in Lust and War and I ended up rating it five stars. So I was like, Fiction Database did me right on this one. The hero, so it starts off in Vegas. The heroine Becky and Mark have had this one night stand. She's about to go home to New York the next day. She works in advertising. He's like wanting to get to know her. Like, you know, where do you work? And asking all these questions. And she's like, we did our thing, dude. Like, don't get ahead of yourself. It was fun. (laughs) So... He's like, okay. So she goes back to New York. She goes to work. And of course, who's there but Mark? He's in advertising as well. So I have to preface this with saying she works in a very misogynistic work environment. Like her boss is a total creep. It's no secret. He's like unapologetic about it, but he's been getting away with it forever. He does not believe women deserve or should be working in the advertising world, which I'm like, is that what we call marketing today? I don't know. It's so weird hearing him say advertisement. <laughs> like, I don't, I feel like I don't hear that at all nowadays. No. Um, but so now he's there and they have to work against each other. There's like this yogurt company <laughs> that they have to do like a pitch for. And so the boss is like, you know, you guys have to come up. Whoever comes with the best pitch gets the promotion, gets the job. Um, well, they both come up with really good pitches. She's like, let's make it a battle of the sexes. I'm going to get all the females in the office that the boss is treated like shit. You get your crew. We'll see who comes up with the best stuff. Well, they both come up with really good stuff. And so the boss is like okay now you're gonna work together but I'm still it's still a competition all the while he's pretty much told Mark like I expect you to win this like I don't expect her to win kind of thing where the unconventional part is so first and foremost this is the workiest work romance workplace romance I've ever read I love workplace romance but if you think about it a lot of the ones that you read work is like a small part like I'd say 95% of this is either them at work They've stayed late to do some work. They're at somebody's apartment doing work. It's all work. Work drives the plot, everything. But where it, the the part that got me was the heroine has had an abortion before. And it's like talked about in this book. What year did it come out? It came out in 2014, January of 2014. Okay. And I just, it stopped me like dead in my tracks because I was like, I haven't been reading romance that long. I started in 2017, but I was like, I can honestly say this is the first time I have read a romance w- with an abortion included in the story and where it's actually talked about. I've, I've read romances where kids have been killed. They've died of illnesses, but 
to me, I was under the impression that's a no-no. Like, we just don't do it. And here's this book from 2014 from Harlequin Kiss where the heroine had one. I guess it's, it's we can spoil a book that's this many years old at this point. So she gets, she gets pregnant again in the book. And her friend is like, hey, I have a clinic in my neighborhood. They're pretty discreet if you want to go. But she's like, I'm keeping this baby. But it was just so different to see how casual it was talked about. And then the hero, Mark, you know, her getting pregnant comes at totally the wrong time. He's like, you got to get rid of it. You know, and it's just like, it made me think of like how easy it is to like throw that out there when you're on the other side of it. But she's like, no, like you just don't have to be part of its life. I'm not doing that again. I'm not making that choice. I'm keeping this baby. So I, yeah, it, it was just, it took me by surprise, guys. I was like, how, it felt ahead of its time, but yet here we are in 2022 and you don't really see it at all. So it's hush hush still. Yeah. So yeah. that was my pick. I stumbled upon an unconventional all's fair and lust in war and from what i could ch- just chatting with Allie about it on twitter there's some of the books in kiss line had heroines with like eating disorders and stuff like that so oh, wow. it really seems to have been a line that kind of went there with topics that maybe we just don't see addressed yeah, nowadays yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah so i rated it five stars i couldn't not <laughs> you know mm-hmm. is, kiss, is the kiss line you can only get that digitally now i've ordered some from thrift books Okay. Yeah, I've ordered some. Yeah. So it was a good month. Aaron, good pick. Yeah, I I actually really enjoyed a lot of the things I I read this uh, this month, definitely. What Um, else did you read? What else what did y'all read this month? Oh boy. So (laughs) Oh my I don't even is that bad that I don't even remember? No. This month is just, um, I finished recently, this isn't category or anything, but it was really interesting because it was Korean mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl that, the who fell beneath the sea, it's all about Korean mythology. Oh, cool. Okay. It's, it's a Y, it's a YA, but it's, it's, um, all about how they sacrifice this one, a girl to go down to the sea to be the dragon's bride and and it's all about uh, Korean mythology. And I'm a huge mythology nerd. So like when it's a different mythology that we're not used to seeing, at least, I like gravitate to it. Oh, I love that. I'm listening to the Penguin Book of Dragons right now. And it's Ooh. so good. Yes. Look into that. that. Yeah, look into that. And I'm picking up soon. I'm, I'm gonna, probably going to say it wrong. Kaikei okay. by Vashnabi Patel. It's all Egyptian mythology and... It's Are you a, like in a nonfiction mood? Yeah, it's it's. I love I love reading retellings and then finding out the actual story. Yeah, behind everything. I'm a huge history nerd. <laughs> so what did you read, Aaron? Uh, let's see. I read No Farm No Foul by Julianne Lindsay. So that's book yeah. one in the Thelma and Louisa mysteries. Um, uh, super cute. That was so good. Um, <laughs> egg farmer heroine. So that's uh. <laughs> Her last name is Conventional. Eggers. <laughs> Named Eggers, yeah. Yeah, her last name is Eggers. Oh my gosh, it's the best. Uh, best Laid Wedding Plans by Karen Booth, which was amazing. Um, Summoning Up Love by uh, 
Nethia Williams. Excuse yes. me. Yes. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I have it. I'm so Talk excited. Talk about unconventional. Yes, okay. Right? That one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, ghost hunter, hero. And it like it was so I love how she handled the supernatural element of it. Now I'm not gonna give it away, yeah. but I thought it was I thought it was handled perfectly. Yeah. I was like thinking about it. I was like, man, special edition. It just feels like they're giving us what people know and love special edition to be, but like also like throwing in these new fresh takes. I don't know. You have like Darby. We have the new Mona Shroff coming out. And then Sinethia with this series. It's just like, yes, special edition. Like keep switching it up and pushing the boundaries. Cause this is just, it was so fun. I don't know. It was so fun. It was still a small town romance. The hero just so happens to investigate paranormal activity, which we love. <laughs> she, wrote, she wrote another one that I'm really interested in. I can't remember the title, um, but it was the the premise was a, the younger sister of a like I think it's three or four sisters. The younger sister gets involved with the ex husband of her other sister. Oh, oh yeah. I love it. Love she it. makes it work. Juicy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> I know her place all day. <laughs> And then I read Alaska Christmas Escape by Juno Rushton. That book was so good. It, it was so good. It was so exciting just all the way through. Like I couldn't put it down. It was it was so great. Um a little unconventional too because it was like an ex special for an ex navy seal who um has PTSD and then our female main character is a um CIA operative who is in hiding because um some rogue agents uh, framed her team for for something, you know, big and so they're on the run from from all these black ops groups and it, it was just it was just super exciting. Oh gosh, that, that sounds, sounds very like Right, like on your like edge of your seat, page turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you said it, I was like, man, I need to read an intrigue. <laughs> Y'all are bad for my for currently reading. <laughs> I love Y'all... intrigue for that. Even though we didn't, re- I didn't read it. We didn't read it this month. Aaron and I buddy read months. When did we that Bayou Christmas disappearance? When did we buddy read oh, yeah. that? Um, that was in December. That was yeah. yeah, that was very unconventional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. A journalist going back to a hometown to find her friend that would and then I it just, was i love denise's heroines how they're like journalists and bloggers i'm mm-hmm. like they just feel like real people <laughs> i like the journalism part because that's what i went to school for so i was like yes nice. <laughs> you finally see someone that like knows what they're doing <laughs> i i like the um southern u.s setting for a christmas you know even oh, though yeah there could have been more christmasy things in it but it's it's interesting i I ended up somewhat recently spending a Christmas in the South and it's like, you know, middle of December and you can go outside in a t-shirt and it's fine. You know? <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty, pretty comfortable out. <laughs> That's me every Christmas and I'm so sad about it. <laughs> You'll need to come home with me one, one Christmas when, when it snows. I cannot stand it. Well, beside the Amber Page and the Sinethia Williams, the only other category that I read this month, I don't know what happened with May, was The Wedding Dare by Catherine Garbera, which is book one in her wedding series that she has going on. And the second one, I think I'm going to save because we're doing weddings in June. So I'll just read the next two then. That's your theme for it. Okay. Yes. But I I read, I mean, I've been reading the Lumberjanes graphic novel series. I'm I'm 
like obsessed with it. I'm on the fourteenth so issue. It's so, it's so good. addicting. I'm addicted to it. Hi, I'm Bree, and I'm addicted to Lumberjanes. It's so good. <laughs> I read I picked, it forever ago, but it's so good. I, I picked up the first one and I was like, we'll see. We'll see. And the first one's kind of, you know, it's the first one in a series. Eh, it had room for improvement. I was like, let's read the second one. And from the second one on, I was just like, yep, check out the next one. I was just, I check them out like four at a time and I they take like 10 minutes to read. So yeah, they're yeah, really easy. That one was good. And then I was in a nonfiction mood because I just really did it. I, I think what happened was I read Summer on the Island by Brenda Novak and the Dachshund Wears Prada like right at the beginning of May and they were two back-to-back fantastic reads and it's like I really didn't know what to pick up next so I reread everything I know about love by Dolly Alderton loved that one started reading Lumberjanes and then I read Delia Efron's memoir Left on 10th with which was just fabulous memoir about grief and then I finally read a Nora Ephron like fiction story her her book Heartburn because I watched the movie and I knew there was a book it was just so petty and fabulous and totally dated she knows her husband is having an affair and so she tells her friend who she knows is like the biggest gossip in Washington DC that the girl has the clap she knows she's gonna go spread the word you know you know that's it was very it was very um true to life it was about her husband her her yeah yeah or whatever his name was um and i was like that takes guts to be like i'm gonna my my husband cheated on me i'm gonna make a fake story but everybody's gonna know it's about him because of what happened and i'm like that takes and that's in the 80s like that takes guts yeah i wouldn't do that now but i love her (laughs) Yeah, and just knowing, like, the book is so, so slim, but, like, there's an entire movie based off it. I was like, this, it wasn't, the woman was a genius. You have to give it to her. So it ended up being a good reading month. So, yeah. Yeah. So what are y'all hoping to pick up next? Ooh. Um, Well, we're we're both reading uh, The Murder of Mr. Wickham at the moment. Yes. Yeah. That's by Claudia Gray. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm and I'm enjoying the crap out of it so far it's because so much it's fun. you have to be an Austin nerd to get it. Like, yeah, yeah. You, it, okay. it helps to have read Jane Austen's novels because it's it's all about it's it's like an Avengers movie of Austin's <laughs> novel is essential. I love it. <laughs> We've got all the characters in you know in. Emma's Emma and Mr. Knightley's house and you know there's a dinner party and Mr. Wickham's there and you know he's gonna get murdered and so it's gonna be <laughs> no this whole just like trapped in murder mystery Agatha Christie type <laughs> what is going on it reminded me like I don't know if you got this vibe but just starting to read it now it reminded me of like those murder mystery dinners we used like before the pandemic oh yeah oh. yeah exactly you know those team things mm-hmm. yeah and they're so much fun but it really does help if you read if you've read Austin before, but I'm an Austin nerd. My last paper and caught my dissertation was on Jane Austen. I'm as really? nerdy as you can get when it comes to Austin. <laughs> what did you write about? Um, how uh, how Jane Austen's humor still works for um still works today. Okay, which it was the, it was 2013 when I graduated. Oh my god, I'm aging myself. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was 2013 when I graduated. So I was basically I went through all of her life and when she wrote the books and when they were published, and then I went into a 10 page thing of what modern stuff people don't realize is retellings of Jane Austen's yeah. work. Like a lot of people don't know Clueless was is Emma, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and Bridget Jones' Diary is Brad Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I got an uh, A. I know. 
50 page paper that sounds like mine for my bachelor's i did it on fairy tales and my argument was like so weak but my, my professor was like i'm so intrigued in this i just want to see how you pull it off. Said. she was like she's like it makes sense but like unless you're a dane austin nerd no one cares like i know i know you know how and you have to like have other students read it so like the first time i like sent it to the guy that was reading mine he was like totally bored and then i sent it to them the next time i like deleted it and just started over on a saturday and sent it to him and he's like okay i'm like really into this i had to like do some digging yeah <laughs> I was, like finding old murder cases and rape cases in france to like you know compare and contrast the little red riding hood <laughs> like okay i'm into it now <laughs> she was so like um impressed how much like bibliography i had because i i cited everything yeah. i cited the actual book i cited some actual like scholarly articles that i was working like i was like i'm going in and i'm going in full what is y'all's favorite jane austen is it pride uh, and prejudice i oh i don't know i'm gonna make it's you so- go first it's so hard to pick. Like I read, I read Pride and Prejudice and Persuasion every year, but I do have a soft spot for Northanger Abbey as well. So I, I don't know. I think I'll probably just have to go with Pride and Prejudice because it's just the it's it's just the tried and true. Mine used to be uh, Mansfield Park. Really? Mm-hmm. Used to be. Used to be. Um, and it's still my number two, but my number one, I, I guess as I've gotten older, like I understand Anne Elliot a lot in persuasion. I'm like, I get it. I'm the oldest, I'm the oldest in my family. I get it. I've actually heard Sense and Sense, Sense and Sensibility is actually a lot of people's favorite. It's so good. That one is. But yeah, I also I, love I, the I Emma Thompson. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the uh, the Emma Thompson movie a lot, a lot better than the actual, than the actual book of Sense and Sensibility. It's probably my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. My least favorite's Emma because Emma gets on my nerves. It's, I want yeah. to punch her. Oh, Emma, yeah. gets Emma for that first half of the book is, is yeah, pretty punchable. Yeah. Harriet, the one she like. Yeah, Harriet Smith. Like, yeah. Just, just punch her. Just punch her. Like, <laughs> just punch her. I can't take it. But North, Northanger Abbey's great because it's so dramatic. Like, uh-huh. it's so not like her nor- other works that it's like campy yeah and it, well and it's like two what? different books too it's like two different mm-hmm. stories because there's the whole part in bath and then when they actually go to the abbey you know and it's like this gothic horror almost <laughs> it's so like you love gothic you would love northanger abbey you yeah. would love northanger abbey because you mm-hmm. love gothic stuff like i do maybe i'll have to give that one a try at first and i was like you sure. guys were like it's dramatic i was like is it like presents dramatic but then you <laughs> totally yeah. took a left <laughs> It's dramatic, and and Mr. Tilney is like the best male lead because he's he's more cultured, I guess. Like, yeah, he's he's definitely the most charming of yes. Austin's um, Austin's heroes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and you get John Thorpe too, which is just, Ugh. I mean, he's like I, I didn't think you'd want to strangle someone more than Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> but John Thorpe from Northanger Abbey. <laughs> you talk about your horse one more time, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> I love hearing classics lovers talk about the classics. Like I have a friend that rereads Wives and Daughters every year and I'm just like why? It's so big. You already (laughs) know what's gonna happen. (laughs) 
<laughs> I read it the one time and I'm like, I'm good. It's great. I don't ever need to read it again. Do you all have anything coming up that you want to plug before we get off of here? Um, well, in one hour, we're going to be live on YouTube. <laughs> so check out the replay for those listening yep. to this right now. Where are you guys going to be? Is it Nicole's channel? Is it's it your Nicole's channel? Nicole's channel. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Mama's Boy by Avery Flynn. Oh my gosh. It was so With- good. We have to get Nicole and Alicia both on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I was going to recommend that today, but I was like, they're probably on Nicole's channel. So she's probably like doing some prep work or something. Up in tears. Mm. Like just laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's every time. <laughs> oh, and you're Last talking weekend, in Avery Flynn? Avery Flynn mm-hmm. was, I've never read Avery Flynn. This was my first one. I like It's been a while since I've read one of hers. I forgot how, how hot of books she writes. Wow. I love how like snarky all the characters are though. Oh I'm yeah. Like, and she, she does snark. snark so well. <laughs> I'm snarky. I'm like, that would, I, that would come out of my mouth. Okay. We need to get it Avery because Avery, those are, her books are with Entangled, right? Or is that a... Are they? Um... Yeah. Well, I know she's published. written for Entangled. I feel like we need to have Avery Flynn on the podcast. Yeah, we should definitely, definitely give it a try. Yeah. Um, though on on her own podcast, um, what is it? Uh, Dear Romance Writer? Think... Dear Romance Writer. Yeah, she's always talking about how she's stressed out with deadlines. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that so much, that podcast. <laughs> well, Alicia, have you started your booktube channel yet? What's going on? With no, that? but it's coming, I promise. It's coming. Okay. I have a name and everything. It's coming. All right. <laughs> well, tell everybody for now where they can keep up with you online. Um, I'm mostly on uh Instagram. I'm at um Alicia A L I C I A zero three nine zero is where you can usually find me. Okay. All righty. Well, listeners, thank you for listening and hanging out with us today. June is going to be June Weddings. Find your category romances that have wedding themes in the story and hit us up and let us know what you pick or what you would recommend for us to read. We'd love to know. Um, Thanks for listening. We will chat with you in our next episode. Have a lovely day, everybody.